Welcome to Kingdom Life Church, Stellenbosch. May this life-giving word activate your faith today. Now I want to speak about that we are designed to hear, and I'm going to, I'm going to give you the theme now. You see, we always tell our kids the following. He says that the Bible says if we speak before we listen, we are foolish. That's what the Bible says. I always tell my kids, listen, there's a reason you have two ears and one mouth. That means that you have to listen twice as much as you speak. And I, I don't have to just say that to my kids. I can say that to numerous people every day. Now, if some people speak impulsively and then God gave you two ears and one mouth for a reason. You see, there's a, there's a scripture in, one, in, a, in James 1 verse 9. That, that's my theme for today. Designed to hear his voice. So, so sorry for the spelling mistakes there. That's when you do it late. But we designed for hearing God's voice. Now what James 1 verse 9 says, you must be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. We all know that scripture so well, but do we live it? Do we live it? Now I want to speak about a topic today that maybe, man, all of us have listened, listened to sermons. We've heard about this topic. We listen to, oh, hearing God's voice, and we've done courses. And, but I want to touch on this today again because I believe that it is such an important part of our design. It is such an important part to know that we can hear God's voice. Now, there's some very interesting facts about our ears, how God created us. I don't know how many of you have listened and read about, just Googled your ears. But, but I went on Google and I found out that, did you know that our ears are always working? It never shuts down. Even when you're sleeping, your ears still listen. It's amazing. There's a fact that says that when you're um, under operation and you have, um, you're under, you're under um, narcosa, that your ears are still listening. It's actually quite scary, and they actually proved, um, psychologists proved that, that when a doctor speaks negative about the operation, the patient takes longer to recover. It's actually quite scary. They haven't proved it, but it has been shown through studies that our ears never stop working. It's incredible. Did you know that your ears maintain your balance? That when you have any affection, you, you don't know how to, you, I mean, you struggle? It's actually quite a central it, it, it keeps you center. Did you know that your ears were created to clean themselves? <laughs> That's actually quite amazing. It keeps the outside from the inside with earwax and all that kind of things. And it's quite amazing. And that you, you know that your, your, our ears, but specifically our earlobes, never stops growing. It's quite amazing. And, uh, and our ear actually functions as a, as a satellite dish to catch the sound and then to process it. And I think the older you get, the bigger the ears get to catch more sound so that you can hear better. Uh, <laughs> so it's quite interesting when you go and listen and go and read about the, the creation of how God created us. But did you know that God created us and designed us to hear His voice? He created us with a specific function and design to hear Him speak. Now I know there's a lot of questions when I just say that. How, how do we do this? I mean, and that's okay. And I'm going to touch on some things today and hopefully leave you with something that will connect you to the Father in a better way. You see, it, it's one of the greatest benefits of salvation to hear God speak to us personally. It is incredible. And see, there can, there can actually be no intimate relationship with the Heavenly Father without this. We need to hear Him speak to us. Now, how many of us sitting here today have a desire to hear Him speak? 
Come on, all of us. And if your hand is not up, don't worry, you don't know it yet. Because we need to hear God's voice. It is a longing inside of us. We get birthed with that longing that we need to know, man, I'm created for something greater. You've got a void inside of you. Why do you think people are longing and loving the supernatural and the superhero stuff? Because they have a longing for the supernatural. Wow, God created us for greater things, to experience Him. Now, it's easy for for us to speak to Him and to pray. It's easy. We know we pray, and we pray every day, hopefully. We pray every week, and we speak to Him. But did you know that the average Christian has a hard time hearing God's voice? It's proven. And if I think we go through this room, and we say, when was the last time you heard God's voice? The, The answers will be much different than well, not much different, but will different, different, differ from, from person to person. Now, this is not why the Lord, in, this is not how the Lord intended to be. He wants to speak to us, and He is speaking to us every day. For us to distinguish God's voice is invaluable in life. And instead of going through life blindly, we can have the wisdom of God to guide and protect us when we hear His voice. We actually can't go without that in our lives. One word from God can change your life. One word from God can change your marriage if you're struggling. One word from God can change a financial situation in your business and in your family and give you guidance to where you need to go. It's just a matter of, do I hear God's voice or not? But most Christians don't realize the Lord constantly speaks. Do you know that God constantly speaks and gives direction? He never stops. And most Christians, most believers don't realize that. And the problem is, it's never the Lord that that is not speaking. It is us who is not hearing. And it was quite, for me, it was quite a significant truth in my life. I remember so well when I was a student, and I realized, Lord, why don't I hear your voice? I'm praying, I'm sitting, I'm in church. And and, and when my my, um, leader or my pastor or my connect group leader or my cell leader says, man, God has spoke to me last night. I said, how did you do that? Did, did, did he speak to you? How did his voice sound like? I mean, have you ever been there? And when I realized that God has actually never stopped speaking, it's me that's not hearing. That was quite a revelation for me. It changed my perspective of how God functions in my life. As a young Christian, I always believed that the Lord doesn't speak to me because there's sin in my life. Come on. Oh, listen, oh, I haven't grown enough. I haven't matured enough as, as a Christian, so I, don't, I, haven't, I haven't learned how to listen to his voice. Maybe it's true, but it's not because of sin and because of maturity. No, God can speak to you the moment you get saved. The moment you open your heart and your spirit and he comes and he fills you. He speaks. Now, Jesus made some radical statements in the Bible about this, about hearing his voice. And, and if you go to John 10, and we'll look at it now, he was speaking about himself, himself as the shepherd of the sheep, and the only way to enter the sheepfold. Now let's read it together. It is in, in John 10, verse 3 to 5. It says the following. It says, The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep recognize his voice and come to him. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And after he has gathered his own flock, he walks ahead of them, and they follow him because they know his voice. They won't follow a stranger. They will run from him because they don't know his voice. Now, do you know in the the, the past, I just want to give you a quick, I don't want to go into history, but 
The way shepherds work, the shepherds were leading the flock, and you had two different kinds of shepherds. You had shepherds who had massive kinds of um, sheep, and they had young boys who were working for them as the gatekeepers. And they kept the gate, and the shepherd go and sleep, and the gatekeeper slept at the gate. But shepherds who literally stayed with their sheep, they stayed at the gate and protected the sheep. But do you know that the, 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 the shepherds all came together at watering holes? And then you had thousands of sheep all around grazing while they were at the watering hole. And, but the amazing thing is when that shepherd leaves and says, hey, shh, come sheep, come, come, or however he does it, his sheep will come in between thousands. I mean, I always thought, oh my goodness, we can't go to the watering hole, there's another shepherd. So our sheep can't mix. And no, no, they knew their shepherd's voice. They knew the voice. And if another shepherd called the sheep, the sheep wouldn't come because they didn't know his voice. And that's what Jesus meant. And he was talking about certain different things, but he said that they know his voice. You see, Jesus made an amazing statement in the scripture. Incredible statement. He said in verse 3, he said, his sheep hear his voice. He didn't say the sheep can hear or the sheep should hear. He actually said they do hear the voice. They do. There's no question that they do hear the voice. It's not that maybe you can, maybe you'll grow into it, maybe, oh, you should, maybe. No, no, they do. And Jesus was referring to us as a sheep that says, we do hear his voice. See, so many believers question the statement. Why? Because of their experience. I've experienced this, Henny. I'm so disappointed every time I sat in my room for half an hour and God didn't speak to me. I really trusted Him to speak to me and I tried and it failed and He never spoke to me. And because of my experience, I'm, tr- I'm struggling to, to, to actually say yes, amen to that statement. Well, you're not alone. You see, Jesus did say all true believers can and do hear the voice of God. But here's the problem. See, we were actually hearing God's voice, but we didn't recognize it. So many times we actually hearing God's voice, but do you recognize His voice? Is it noise to you? Maybe God speaks through different ways and angles and, and things, and you didn't recognize, oh, wow, God's actually speaking to me. God spoke to me one day through the radio. I was driving to the office, and I thought, Lord, I'm so disappointed in myself. So I can't believe you love me. And I switched on the radio and there was a song on the sign and the song was like, you're so amazing. And I thought, wow. And I knew God was speaking to me about that because I was punishing myself and immediately through the radio, it was stupid, but I knew God was speaking to me. There's many ways that God can speak to us. Now let me explain it this way. We have radio and television. We all know radio and television. My, my parents still had radio at the farm, and they, the radio was the thing. They had the biltong and the stuff ready, and they listened to radio at night, and that's how things rolled. Nowadays, we, we watch television and we'll do this, but do you know that these radio television stations transmit signals 24 hours a day, non-stop? We all know it. You just switch on the TV, and there's a signal. But we hear only and see only when we t- turn on the receiver. Or tune it in. We listen to it. When the radio can't hear anything through the radio now, but we need a receiver. We need a receiver to tune in to the signal to listen to it. See, if we fail to hear the transmission, it doesn't mean that they are not transmitting. 
See, God is constantly transmitting His voice to His sheep, but few are tuned and turned on and tuned in. And that's the issue. We, we, we need to be intentional to tune in to what He's saying to us constantly. See, most Christians are busy pleading with God in prayer to transmit, Lord, please speak to me, please speak to me, but they transmitters, they receivers are off. They don't turn it on. They don't listen. Now, there's three things I want to quickly look at today, and I know there's a lot. And, and, and there's a lot of ways how to listen, and, uh, and maybe I'll touch on some of it today, but I, I want to look at three things how to help us to tune into His voice. You ready? Number one is to fix our receivers. <laughs> I know it's very basic, but, but that's how basic it is and how important it is. We need to fix our receivers, and if your receiver doesn't work, you'll never hear God's voice. I don't know about you, but something is broken. out. If my TV broke today, man, I'm at the shop tomorrow. Because I want to watch Winter Olympics. Hey? I want to watch things and I want to watch, I want to make sure that my transmit, transmission, I can receive that transmission. But so many Christians lie on the couch. It's like, say if you have a comfy chair at home, at your favorite chair, it's amazing. When if you're in that chair, you just rest. And when you're in that chair and your wife comes, husbands, and then he says, hey honey, are you, are you hungry? I said, oh yeah, I'm starving. Say, can I bring you some food? Yeah, yeah, please. But see, you, you're not willing enough to stand up. You, you're not starving enough to stand up and go and get some food. And sometimes we need to be hungry enough to hear God's voice, to actually get out of the comfort zone and say, Lord, I want to hear your voice. I want to fix this receiver. I want to make sure that I can listen and hear more of you. I need all of us sit here with a longing in our hearts and say, Lord, I want to hear your voice. When I'm facing tough things, when I'm facing things in my life, I even more need to hear your voice. You see, the first thing to believe that God is already speaking, and then we need to start listening. That's the first thing we need to when we fix our receiver. But it takes time, and it takes effort, and it takes focus, and here is why. Because the average Christian lifestyle is so busy, it isn't helpful to hear His voice. See, busyness clouds out the voice of God. Now, for instance, what is your typical answer to this question? How was your day? Or how was your week? Or how are you doing? 80% of people, probably more, say, oh, it's busy. Oh, my goodness. I'm flying low, and I'm guilty of that. I'm flying low. This is so, I mean, I don't know where to touch and where to go. Listen, I mean, we are changing back to normal. Out of the COVID things and over the resting for two years, now we're going back to normal, and suddenly we're doing the normal things that we've done in 2019, and we feel overwhelmed because we're so busy. I don't know where to touch and where to go. And in that busyness, sometimes do we stand still and listen? Listen to Psalm 46. It says, Be still and know that I'm God. He didn't say, Be busy and know. Be runner, be vigilant, be intentional and know. No, no, he said, Be still. Be still and know. You see, it's stillness, not busyness that we tune our spiritual ears to hear the voice of God. It is stillness. Now let me ask a quick question. And before you feel condemned and being busy, <laughs> let me ask a quick question. What is the difference between walking on a path in a city and walking on a path in a mountain? When you walk in a mountain, you can hear your footsteps. 
You can hear the gravel. When you walk in a city, there's so much noise cancelling out your footsteps. See, and it's the same when we come to God. Where are you walking? Where are you sitting? Are you still alone? You can know God loves you and know Him and know, but if you're not still, sometimes you miss the voice. How many of you remember this, the prophet Samuel when he was a little boy? If you go to the book of 1 Samuel, 2 Samuel, Samuel was born, his mother promised, Lord, Lord, give me a child. If you get a child, I'll give it to you. Give the child to you. And Samuel was born and, he, and, and the mother dropped Samuel off at Eli. And he became a priest or a prophet. And, and we pick up the story. You remember one night he was sleeping and the following happened. In verse 7 to 9, 1 Samuel 3. Samuel did not yet know the Lord because he had never had a message from the Lord. Samuel was not even born again. He didn't know the Lord. He was living with the priest. And then the Lord came to him at night and he said, so the Lord called a third time. No, he called him twice more and he, he jumped up and ran to Eli and said, did you call my Lord? Eli said, no, I didn't. Go back to bed. And he went back in the second time to think, this is the third time. And once more Samuel got up and went to Eli. Here I am, did you call me? Then Eli realized it was the Lord who was calling the boy. So he said to Samuel, go and lie down again. And if someone calls again, say, speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. So Samuel went back to bed. Now for, more, for me, the beautiful thing about the scripture, and there's a lot. You can probably build a few sermons on this. But the beautiful thing that stands out in the scripture is the following. That God spoke to Samuel, where? In a place of rest. God could have spoken to him when he was cleaning the temple, when he was running around for Eli, when he was doing things. No, no, when he was lying in his bed, sleeping, God spoke to him. Be still and know. There was a moment of rest. And see, so many times God wants to speak to us in a moment of rest, not in a moment of busyness, in a moment of stillness. He's looking for that moment of stillness with us so that his voice can be amplified in our lives. See, the Lord, the Lord always speaks. It's the same with Elijah. You remember Elijah in 1 Kings 19? And, and um, I'm not going to go there. But you remember Elijah said, Lord, I want to listen. I want to see you. And then the earth sh started shaking with the earthquake. The fire of God came. The wind started blowing. And then it says, then after that, a still small voice whispered to him. Isn't that amazing? See, the Lord always speaks to us with that still small voice. But it is often drowned out with the turmoil of daily living. I mean, life is just busy. And it's, and it's okay. It doesn't mean that you, you're not allowed to be busy. You're not allowed to do your work. And, but see, there's something that we need to be intentional at this. How do I fix my receiver? You're intentional of creating moments where I sit for two minutes and I'm just quiet. Sometimes I go to my car and I close the car door where my kids and my wife and nobody bothers me and I go and hide in the car and I just listen. I said, Lord, I just need a moment. <laughs> Where's the, 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 the women, the, the wives that have to go and hide in the closet? I mean, I, I got home when the twins were, were a really challenging time in their lives. My wife had to lock herself in the, in the, in the bathroom. <laughs> them sitting at the door shouting, Mommy! And she's just like, I don't care and I have earphones in my ear. I'm just going to take my five minutes. <laughs> But sometimes we need to be intentional. And you know exactly where your intentional moment is. Maybe it's getting in the closet and just be quiet and say, Lord, I need to 
fix my receiver. I need to tune my receiver into you, Lord. I need to hear you today. I can't go without not hearing you today. So we need to fix that receiver's. We need to get to a place and say, Lord, if this receiver is not fixed, I need to make sure, I need to be intentional to make sure that I hear you today. And that's why we call quiet times, quiet times. It might be in the morning, it might be noonday, it might be in the evening, but to have a quiet time where you open the Word and just read and listen. That's the moments where God comes and He draws close to you. You hear His voice. You drown out the voices and the noise of the city and of life for him to hear you. Number two is to know his voice. Do you know his voice? I remember when I was a young student, I got saved, and I was like, Lord, I wonder how God's voice sounds. Henny, it is me. Are you listening? No, it's not. I was, I was shocked. When I went into ministry, I remember God spoke to me on my knees. There was one time he spoke to, spoke to me audibly. And I remember he said to me in a still small whispering voice said, just be obedient. And I knew exactly what he was saying. Just be obedient. Now, for those of you who've been married for a while, how many of you know exactly how your voice or your spouse's voice sounds? You know their voice. You can listen into a room of thousands with the dog. You will know your, your wife will say, hey, or something, or whatever your sound is, and you'll know exactly that's my wife. Come on, husbands, you know that look when your wife gives you really in trouble? You know that look? Or you know when you messed up or you do that? Or you know the walk? We know each other. We know each other. Why? Why? Because knowing comes through a place of intimacy. And it's being close to each other. And in the same way with God, the deeper the intimacy with God, the more we recognize His voice. Nor we draw close to him and say, Lord, I want to hear your voice. I'm here, Lord. I'm ready. I'm ready. I take my Bible in the morning and I sit and I close my door and I said, Lord, I'm ready. I've got five minutes, Lord, but I'm going to give you all my five minutes that I have. Maybe you've got an hour and a half. Lord, I'm so excited. I've got an hour and a half. It was my first time as a student. Lord, I've got an hour and a half. After 10 minutes, I was like, I'm bored. What do I do now? <laughs> but I had to learn and it had to take effort and time to learn how to cloud out or how to drown out the voices and the clutter that I call around me. Listen to Psalm 4 verse 4. Tremble in awe before the Lord and do not sit against Him but this, listen, be still upon your bed and search your heart before Him. How many of you can search your heart in a club? No, no, you can't. I mean, it's the only thing you hear is or in a... In a in, a, in, in town, at the shops, in the mall. No, no. You have to quiet yourself. You have to quiet yourself to listen to Him. Sit on your bed sometimes or in your car, wherever you are, to listen. Get more in tuned with Him. You see, there's so many voices around us. There's so many voices. Around. Think about how many voices is in your life. Your family, your kids, your business, your friends, your this. They need social media, it's TV, it's radio, it's the, the, the neighbor, it's this. I mean, there's so many voices around us. And now with, with social media and the digital age, it is at times a hundred. We have voices around us. See, we would rather look at the newest revelations or the prophetic word on, online than just to go sit still and listen. Taking the word and listen. 
So it's something we need to intentionally train ourselves to get to that place. See, distractions around us will work hard to keep you from listening to God's voice. Come on. There's so many distractions. Our cell phone is probably the number one distraction nowadays. Put that thing on silent. Switch him off. My, my, my mom actually one day said to me, do you know iPhone has an off switch? You can actually switch that thing off. So no, no, you don't have to. No, yeah, but I tell you, you can switch that thing off. <laughs> you can actually. But it became, became such a distraction in our lives that we keep it on because I don't want to miss anything. I've got FOMO. But God says, I want all your attention. I want you to know my voice. I want you to know more about me. All I need you to do is be intentional for five minutes, maybe 10 minutes. Maybe it becomes in half an hour, and then you can't get yourself out of that room of just longing for more of Him. Listen to what Paul warns when it comes to distractions in Ephesians 4, 17 to 18. He says, With the Lord's authority I say this, Live no longer as Gentiles do, for they are hopelessly confused. Their minds are full of darkness. They wander far from the life God gives because they have closed their minds and hardened their hearts against Him. How many things sway your mind away from God? Oh my goodness. When you wake up in the morning and the first thing you do is this, oh, my phone, I just switch my phone on. And then look at all the messages and after half an hour you realize, oh, the first voice you heard this morning was my phone and the neighbor and the work and this email and that thing. And nowadays I leave my phone downstairs. So that when I open my eyes and I roll over, I've got the word. It's like, ah, Holy Spirit, welcome. Hello. What do you want to say to me today? I don't know, but let's just go to Psalms. What is the first voice you listen to in the mornings when you wake up? Because that's the voice you're going to be tuned into. That's the voice you're going to get used to. That's some, the, the voice that's going to speak to you and minister to you. So let me ask a question. And I know all of us have asked this question. How do I know it's Him speaking to me? That's a good question, isn't it? How do I know it is actually the Lord that spoke to me? Because I want to listen to His voice. I'm intentional. Now I'm in the room. I'm taking the five minutes. I'm taking the ten minutes. But now, Lord, how do I know that was you? Hini, how do you know that it was God over that song on the radio? Now, there's three distinct things that when God speaks to us. Three distinct things that I know. There's probably more, but three things. The Word of God. God speaks through the Word. He speaks through other people. And then He speaks audibly through us. And there's one more that I'll add later on. He speaks through the Word. That's why we need the Word. We need to open the Word when you need answers. When you're going through tough times, Lord, I just need to hear your voice. Have you lately opened the Bible? Because God speaks through the Word of God. He speaks through His Word. It, was, it is still today and it was forever. God breathed. It's still words on paper, but when you start reading it, it becomes alive in our hearts. And when you open His Word, God starts speaking to me through the Word. Then others. How many times when you have the toughest day in your life, and somebody just walked by and said, man, I was seeing you from there, and I just felt I need to come over and give you a hug. And in that hug, God speaks to you more than anything else. Or maybe someone called you and said, Henny, I've been thinking about you for a week and week. I mean, I just feel God is saying this and this and this. Am, am I right? Or I just feel you're going through a turmoil, tough time. Can I pray with you? And then God starts speaking to me through that relationships around me. That's why we need this. 
That's why we need community around us. That's why we need church, not to be religious, but to be part of a community and family where we can listen to God and we can be in a place where God can speak to us and we can grow in our relationship with Him. And then thirdly, God speaks to us audibly. Well, I know Billiam's donkey spoke to him as well and God used the donkey as well, but there's other ways. And God doesn't always speak audibly. And most Christians want, Lord, I want the audible one. Are you sure? <laughs> Ask Elijah when you get in heaven one day. <laughs> Lord, I want to see you. And then the earth starts shaking and fire comes and wind starts by me. I think he was just cleaving to the rock. To don't kill me, Lord. And then God comes back. Here I am. And then we realize that God doesn't speak in the mighty force. Sometimes he just comes. I need you. need you to reach out to me. Just at that moment. You see, we look for the exuberant, physical, oh, wow things, and then God just comes and whispers. And He only can come and whisper in the still moments. In that moments where He said, oh, look, my daughter, my son are intentional. He's looking for me. Let me whisper to Him. Let me speak to Him. Let me give Him a scripture to, to, to stay. As you know that we so often mistake the voice of God with our own thoughts. And this is what I want to leave with you today. Do you know that we mistake the voice of God with our own thoughts? So, how can you say that? How do I then know if it's God or my own thoughts? Now, let me explain to you. When many believers miss the voice of God because they think, man, I just thought that out. Listen to what the scripture says in John 4. And this was a revelation for me as a Christian, as a young Christian. It says the following, for God is what? Spirit. He is spirit. So those who worship him must worship in what? In spirit and in truth. In spirit and in truth. See, Jesus said that communication with God is spirit to spirit. Not brain to brain. Or mouth to ear. Or the way we used to communicate physically. We are Spirit, soul, and body. We have a spirit. Uh, we are spirit. We have a soul and we live in a body. So when God speaks to us, He speaks to our spirit. And what does our spirit do? It overflows into our soul, our mind, and it manifests in thought. That's why I come and I say, I have sensed God spoke to me regarding this. See, the Lord comes to our spirit, not in words, but in thoughts and in impressions in our hearts. Our spirit overflows into our soul and our emotions. Sometimes you just get emotional. And you start crying. You don't know why you're crying. But you just experience the love of God. And He's just speaking to you. He's just speaking to you in that moment. So sometimes when my wife, when she's so sensitive, she just starts crying when she experiences God. And she just experiences His love on her. And He's speaking to her through that emotions. Which is okay, woman. Come on. It is okay to be emotional. So our spirit overflows into our soul. But the problem comes when our soul overflows and it nullifies our spirit. You see, that's the way the problem comes in. Now our mind, our emotions, our fears and everything get so exuberant that we miss what God is doing in our spirit. That's why I always want to switch on my spirit. That's what Romans 8 says. We are spirit, not in flesh. Go and read Romans 8. It's a powerful, powerful chapter in the Bible. 
We need to activate our spirit. That's why we do worship before we go into the sermon. Because we want to set the stage of his presence so that our spirit are open for the word. Isn't that powerful? Am I talking to someone here today? You see, our spirit speaks to us in words like, I sense the Lord wants me to do this. Have you ever had that? I sense the Lord is saying this. I need to, may I call my friend? Man, I sense the Lord is just, it's got his hand on you. I don't know why. And then people start crying and it's like, I've, I've hurt God. You see, so many times I, I had a thought to give a person, and sometimes it's not a person I like, but to give that person amount of money or give them, um, pay their bill at a coffee shop. Or I had friends who God said to him, give them your car. And then and you know what's the first thought? Get behind me, Satan. I can't do that. I had to, God one day said to me, give your, your mountain bike away. And I was like, the first thing is like, oh, devil, get away from me. Get away. And then God said to me, do you really think the devil wants you to bless others? I thought, uh, I don't think so. So then God said, but maybe it is me who's speaking to you. And then I foolishly loaded my bike into the car and I drove to the friend and I walked up to that bike and I'll never forget his faith. It was the best gift he ever received. And I walked away there and I was crying and I said, Lord, thank you for helping me not being a disobedient in this moment. Thank you, Lord, for helping me sense right in my spirit and not in my emotions because if I had to make that decision on my emotions, man, I would still add all my bikes. Because that was the first one of four I sowed and gave away. And God just kept on blessing me. Because I was a blessing. But sometimes we hold on to it because we are so in emotions. Lord, I want to, this doesn't make sense to me. But are you really listening to the voice? Are you listening to the voice? I'm not saying God's always saying give away this. I'm just using an example. And the toughest one is giving when you don't like. You don't enjoy your friend or... This, always when I was a student, I had this friend say, man, they made me mad every time. And then God says, why don't you take them for lunch? It's like, I don't want to. <laughs> but then when I go and I listen to his voice, there's such a blessing behind it. God restores. See, the Lord doesn't typically say, do this or do that. No, no. But he will impress on your spirit to do something. And then your spirit says, I sense I have to do. I sense I should do this. Do you understand? Therefore, and because of this, we often miss the leading of the Lord thinking it's our own thoughts. Have you ever been there? Ah, oh, it's just me. Ah, oh, this is just me. Maybe I should just go over to my friend right now and just tell them the Lord loves you. No, I man, that's just, I'll just text him. But God is putting impressions and sense in your thoughts because it's your spirit overflowing into your soul. I hope it's not over your head today. I want you to catch this today. See, every one of us has done something stupid and afterwards we realize, oh, I should have done what I sensed. Do you remember? Like I've done, I really feel I need to do this. But, or uh, driving, yeah, and I, and I feel I need to take that road. And I thought, ah, oh, man, I'm not stupid. And I take an end this accident and I'm sitting in traffic for two hours. And I thought, oh, I should have listened. And I'm not over-spiritualizing it. I'm just saying, as we train and know God's voice, it changes the way we 
sends our, our thought life. And that's why we need people in our lives. I needed men in my life to say, man, I'm sensing this. I'm sensing this, and I feel God speaking to me. What do you think? And I said, um, okay, let's pray about it. And then sometimes they will tell me, no, no, Henny, you are misunderstanding this. And that's why we need discipleship. That's why we need people in our lives that can mentor us and can help us understand. And, and almost, there's a nice Afrikaans word, how you hear God's voice need to be trained and equipped. <clears throat> You see, God speaks to every one of His children constantly and is giving us information and guidance. And I need that information and guidance. I don't know about you. I need that. And there's a problem with... with isn't, so there isn't a problem with His transmitter. It is our receiver that needs help knowing His voice. And then I want to end with this today. And there's number three, and it's the voice of peace. And it's one thing that we usually think, ah, oh, it's not important, but it's probably one of the most important things coming to listen to God's voice. Many times in our life, God spoke to me and my, li- and my wife and our family through peace. That is how his, his voice comes to us. Listen to Isaiah 55 verse 12, and I'm almost done. It says, for you shall go out with joy and be led out with peace. Be led out with peace. There's so many times in my life where I've thought, Lord, I don't know how to do this, how to make a decision. When we had to move, almost seven years ago, move to Stellenbosch, we had to make a huge decision of leaving all our family up north and coming here. And we were driving around here all over and we were listening and praying and, Lord, why are you saying this? And for two and a half weeks, nothing. <laughs> Have you ever been there? God said, nothing. And I was driving back and I remember we, were, we stayed here at a, a wine farm in a guest place and I was driving 3, 3.30 in the morning we were out here and I was through the tunnel and, and I think we were just in a Karoo and it was the, all the kids and my wife were sleeping and I was driving. And I said to the Lord, man, I'm, I'm, di- I'm disappointed. <laughs> Have you ever been honest with God? I'm disappointed, Lord. I've been here for two and a half weeks. This is the biggest move of our lives. And you say nothing. And then God said to me, Zeni, but haven't you experienced my peace? And I couldn't say anything for an hour after that. Because I realized God has been speaking all the time. But I was listening for the audible voice and the scripture and the Bible. I mean, I was reading my... It's like, Lord, please just give me a scripture. And meantime... I had every time we were driving out and we look at the vineyards and look at the mountains, I had such tremendous peace in that moment. And God said, wasn't my the voice of peace loud enough for you? You see, and that's what we sometimes miss. My receiver was tuned in to something different. I had to fix that. And from that day on, I realized, Lord, may I never miss that voice again. Will you speak to me through peace? So there have been major decisions in our lives where God didn't speak. But I had peace. See, we had supernatural peace in the midst of turmoil and stress. And then we knew God was speaking to us regarding that moment. It's a supernatural peace. Um, Paul comes in Philippians 4. He says, um, don't be anxious about anything, but by prayer, um, but by prayer and supplication, bring every need to, to me. And then it says, and then I will give you the peace that surpasses all understanding. Isn't that powerful? 
Have you thought about peace that, that surpasses all understanding? That people come and we made a decision and people said, are you, I mean, did, that you, did, I mean, aren't you going off your mind crazy with stress? I said, I don't know, I, I'm not. I just have this amazing peace in my life and I realize it is a supernatural peace that God has given me because I've given all my anxiety to Him. I've prayed and said, Lord, this is my need. And then He came and said, I will give you the peace that surpasses all understanding. The peace. That's the voice of peace that we need to invite into our life constantly. Remember God spoke to Samuel and Elijah from a still place of rest. There was peace. If it wasn't a busyness, they would have missed the peace. I really believe that God's voice is so much louder when we look for His peace in every moment. In every moment. See, if we do not sense Him speaking to us, we need to look for His peace and you'll find the voice that you'll be looking for. I really hope that God dropped something in your heart this morning. See, sometimes we're looking for the physical manifestation of something, but God is just working in our spirit. He's, he's giving us thoughts in our lives that our spirit is running over into our mind and our soul, and, and, and He's giving us impressions. Don't discard the impressions. I usually go and write it down and I test it with my friends. I call, I've got two or three pastors I call. Now, hey, me and Sean speaks daily. They said, Lord, man, I'm, I'm sensing God saying this. What do you feel? He said, man, the same thing happening to me. God is speaking to me. And then confirmation comes through that. And peace comes with that decision. So I want to invite you this morning to stand with me. And I'm going to pray with us. I hope I spoke to some of you this morning. And I hope that sometimes God comes in a simple way. And he realized that, man, I have created you and designed you to listen and to hear my voice. You just need to fix that receiver. You need to know my voice and you need to realize that I work through peace in your life. And if I'm not in peace, guess what? I don't make any decisions. I'm, I'm, I don't. I'm waiting for the joy and the peace of God to lead me and guide me. That's what the scripture says. You shall go out with joy and be led out with peace. And may you be led out with peace in this coming time. If you have a longing for God to speak to you, why don't you close your eyes this morning? I want to pray for you. Father, I pray this morning and I thank you that, Lord, you see our hearts. You know our, our deepest desires. And Lord, I pray this morning that you will show yourself to us, Father, this week. Lord, I pray that we'll come to a place where we can hear your voice. We can hear you speak to us, Father. I pray that, that you will help us tune in to that, that signal that you're transmitting, Lord. We'll listen to your voice rather than the noise and the busyness around us, Lord. Although we're busy, that's fine, Lord. Help us to be intentional and in getting that moment in our day. To create that intentional moments of just stopping and listening. And Lord, I pray that you lift the condemnation of our, of our shoulders today, Lord. Where we feel condemned because we haven't listened. We have missed you. Maybe you feel condemned and not good enough as a Christian because you haven't listened or heard God's voice. I just want to take that condemnation off of you today. That that is not God. That He is speaking all 
the time so that we can hear. So Lord, I pray this morning that you will open our spirit, Father, and that you will show us impressions and thoughts this week that, that we will start listening and start hearing to more of what you want to say, Father. How you're leading us, how you're guiding us, Father. In the toughest of tough times, Father, that you will come with the right word, that one word that will fix everything. Father, may you come in this week and just open our ears. Thank you for listening to our weekly sermon. For more detail, visit www.klcstellenbosch.co.za.